Hello, and welcome to the L&D Forecast Podcast, a show about learning and development, and training, and performance, and people, and maybe even the future. I'm your host, Emily Sheets. On this episode, I'm doing a quick learning hit on, quite appropriately, the future of L&D. By the way, you can also do an old-fashioned read of this on Medium. Just search for L&D, A Vision of the Future, and it should come right up. Let's talk about the future. I'm talking way into the future. We're not looking at the immediate and current trends to try to predict what's next in L&D. No, we're going beyond, like 50 to 100 years. What is corporate learning going to look like in 2070, in 2100? A vision of the present from the past. I love thinking about what will be, about what could be. We are living in an exciting time where all the information in the world is at your fingertips immediately. When I was a kid, I had to wait two weeks until my mom could take me to the library so I could get books about tornadoes because I wanted to learn about tornadoes. Now, if I want to learn about tornadoes, I have a lifetime's worth of articles, information, videos, audio, and images all about tornadoes in about one second. I just Googled tornadoes and it took 0.75 seconds to pull up 221 million results. That is only a 20 year difference. What will the next 20 years bring? A vision of the future from the present. I love this story. It combines two of my favorite things, the future and French fries. The podcast Planet Money did a story called Fries of the Future and it is a must listen. The episode begins with a story about a woman named Deb Dial. In 2014, Deb went to China. While there, she noticed all these scooters zipping around, and she wondered about them and followed her curiosity to discover that the scooters were delivering fast food. She knew that it was only a matter of a short time that fast food delivery would take off in the U.S. You should know, Deb isn't just anybody. She's VP of Innovation at Lamb Weston, the largest potato company in the U.S. So this fast food delivery revelation was impactful. She and her team immediately went to work on creating a delivery-resilient French fry. Everyone knows French fries are best served hot and fresh right out of the fryer. So there was a real challenge to create their crispy-on-delivery fry. But they succeeded, and in a world where you can get McDonald's delivered to you anytime, day or night, this fry is sure to be hot. I included this story not just because I love french fries, but also because it tells a story about why it makes business sense to think about the future. By the way, Uber is gearing up to start making food deliveries via drone. Check that out. A vision of the future from the past. In 1900, French artists were asked to illustrate visions of the year 2000. It is both truly incredible and also not surprising to see that they predicted some things pretty spot on. Roomba, Google, fast fashion, etc. It's incredible because the predictions came true. It's not surprising because humans have the same needs always and forever. What a human wanted 100 years ago is the same thing a human wants now. An easy and comfortable life. Of course, I'm being simplistic, but you get the idea. A vision of the future from fiction. Other disciplines explore the future all the time in movies and sci-fi novels. Recently, I was influenced by a series I'm reading called Remembrance of Earth's Past by Lou Sixin. In the series, Sixin's story spans thousands of years, and yet humans remain basically the same. 
When I think about a woman my age living in ancient Greece, I'm struck by the idea that she probably had similar fears and desires, which means in a thousand years, when I'm not around anymore, some woman is going to be typing a similar article and reflecting on me, how weird our place in history is, how I came to these predictions. I'd like to address the obvious question, Emily, where on earth did you get these wild and crazy predictions from? Well, number one, current data and trends in learning as cited in each prediction. Two, current data and trends in tech as cited in each prediction. Three, general observations. Four, what is unchanging. And five, a bit of imagination. Predictions. And now it's time for predictions. Let's get right into it. Prediction number one, learning and development gets renamed. The business case for L&D at organizations is challenged so often that it boggles my mind. Perhaps I'm biased or just a millennial, but shouldn't training your employees be a given? Shouldn't investing in their knowledge and skills be a given? Why are we asked for metrics and ROI on learning at every turn? We are always on the defense about why we are important to our organizations, and our budgets are always the first to get slashed. More than anything, I think we suffer from a marketing problem. Learning and development sounds too squishy, too much of a nice to have. No, we have to sound more critical to the success of organizations. I'm not sure what it will be called, but I'd like to offer a few suggestions. Talent Performance Department. Human Performance Department. Performance Maximization Squad. Knowledge and Performance Department. We already have spin-offs with performance support and sales enablement, so I think this trend is likely to continue. Prediction. Ask a question. In the future, anyone, anywhere, will be able to walk into any room and ask any question and get an appropriate response. The answer to any question will be in the air or on any interface. This is starting to happen now with Alexa and Google. What's so amazing about Google is that sometimes it knows I'm going to ask the question before I even ask it. Currently, in the workplace, Google is so much better at finding answers than many companies' own resource repositories that employees simply use Google, which leads me to my next prediction. Prediction. Google owns knowledge. Companies are trying and trying to store and deliver data as well as Google does, and they are failing miserably. Google is just so damn good at organizing mountains of information and giving it to you in a way that makes sense. It's hard to do what Google does, and Google makes it look so easy. Eventually, we're all just going to give up trying to do it and ask Google to do it for us, proprietary information and all. In an article for The Verge, Google CEO Sundar Pichai says, We really want to work on big problems that help solve big problems in users' lives. We want to do it at scale. We want to do it for everyone. Prediction, brain electro boosts. There is military defense technology currently out there that speeds up learning by targeting specific parts of the brain during training. They attach like electrodes to people's heads. It's crazy, it's already happening. I remember listening to a Radio Lab podcast episode about it with my mouth hanging open the whole time. Studies and technology are still in the early phases, but Think about where this could be 50 years from now. Will we all be wearing electrodes on our heads while sitting in a classroom? 
If no harmful side effects are found, why wouldn't we? Speaking of attaching electrodes to our heads, I have a bonus prediction. In the future, there will be no tests, quizzes, or assessments, only electro measurements of how many new synapses were formed after the class or e-learning. Prediction, automated data and decentralized delivery. This is a fun one. Every bit of information about you will follow you everywhere. Whether you're logging into email, accessing an LMS, or asking a question, the tool you're interacting with will know you better than you know yourself. In the case of logging into an LMS, for example, you will only see a transcript and what's next on your learning slash training schedule. You won't browse courses or ask your manager what books to read in order to achieve goals. Do you even do those things anyway? Rather, because everything has access to your data all the time, you will automatically be enrolled into courses that will benefit you and assigned articles and books that will boost your knowledge and performance. Additionally, if your workstation, maybe it's a computer, maybe it's a VR environment, senses that you're hesitating on how to do something, it will automatically serve up mini tutorials and how-tos. It may even offer quick chat assistance. The point is, learning becomes totally decentralized. Courses will simply appear on your schedule. Quick help will appear at a moment's notice. For the learning professional, your job becomes much, much easier. Advanced algorithms will recommend course creation based on data. Performance support will be handled automatically. Instructional designers will focus on creating courses that are rooted in business analytics, future trends, employee trends, and more. Measures of success will be built in and leadership will be notified of success automatically. Prediction, human courses. Of all my predictions, this one I feel the most confident about. Courses will be exclusively for humans. So they will be about creativity, innovation, adaptability, customer service, kindness, etc. Because workers won't have jobs that can be automated. Those are for the robots. We humans possess a certain kind of magic that no AI or robot will ever truly be able to emulate. Even though Alexa says, have a good day, and I say, thanks, you too, back, I know she's a computer and I will never collaborate with her on an article like this one because I can't say, Alexa, let's whiteboard brainstorm on the future of an industry. Prediction. Virtual is king. Recently, Greta Thunberg made headlines by sailing to the UN to give a speech about climate change. She sailed because airplane fuel emissions are some of the worst polluters. The planet is dying and we are killing it. As our consciousness about the earth rises and virtual technology continues to improve, we are going to find it less and less necessary to make all these business trips or even go to conferences. Virtual training is going to be very in vogue and we are going to enjoy using it and have a clear social conscience to boot. Further reading. Do you like thinking about the future? Here are some books to inspire you. The Future of Professions by Richard Suskind and Daniel Suskind. LinkedIn Learning's 2019 Workplace Learning Report. Super Forecasting, The Art and Science of Prediction by Philip E. Tetlock and Dan Gardner. Future Smart by James Canton. Future Minds by Richard Watson. The 2020 Workplace by Jeannie C. Meister and Carrie Williard. Building an Innovative Learning Organization by Russell Sarter. Thanks for listening, and really, please don't hesitate to 
comments, reach out, whatever you can do um, to get in touch with me, LinkedIn. I, I always love hearing thoughts and continuing conversations and chatting with learning professionals. It is just my absolute dream gig and um, I can nerd out on it all day and all night and into the next day and the next night forever and ever. Um, I love this stuff. I can't wait to hear from you. And that's all. Thanks for listening.